The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent president this dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalizing spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Taglavia. Today, Andrea is taking a day off, but she'll be with us later this week. And this is a show where we bring you the news and events of the morning to kickstart our days and get into things. And of course, as always, it's followed by the Daily Dose, which is live every weekday, Monday through Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, where Joshua Reed comes in and delivers on everything to do with the unfolding global conspiracy, communism coming to America, World War III, supply chain disasters and disruptions, and the truth. Veritas. So, welcome everybody. Hope everybody's doing great. I hope you all enjoyed your weekends. We're getting into a wonderful week, a holiday week. Hopefully you all have long weekends coming up and can enjoy them with your friends and your families and uh hope all is well. Um so we're going to get into it everybody. Uh but first real quick, I do want to thank and give a shout out to all of you our dedicated uh, Red Pill family members who are the backbone of the Red Pill Project. Without you guys, we could not continue to put these videos out and spread the truth as vigorously as we do. I want to give a specifically a shout out to O3 USMC Sergeant, who is celebrating a one-month subscription streak over there on DLive. Thank you so much for your support and everybody else as well for your continuous support. Without you, we couldn't do it. So we are extremely grateful and you guys are amazing. Uh, if you want to join our private social network, you can for free at www.socialredpill.com. www.socialredpill.com. Create an account. It's just a normal social network. Share things, like things, comment on things, start conversations, get in contact with Josh and myself and Andrea, and it's a great time. So we look forward to seeing you there. All right, let's jump into the news. We had that video to start. That's by Lauren Eve. AKA Lauren Eve memes, Lauren Eve with a three, 
Lauren3VE. So follow her if you like these videos and whatnot. And uh, I played that because, well, they let Trump back on Twitter over the weekend. Elon Musk ended up holding a poll saying, should, should Trump be reinstated to Twitter? And it took off in Trump's favor quick. And Elon even commented on it saying, it's fascinating to watch these bots go. He said, I think the bots are running out of steam and things like this, which makes a lot of people think that maybe this poll on Twitter was actually a bot trap or some kind of um, data gathering for Elon. I hope so. And hopefully soon we see some kind of mitigation to the bot problem on Twitter specifically, but there are bots across the internet. So this is a, a web problem not just a Twitter problem. It would be interesting to see the moves though. And I think he's kind of indicated that that is the intent to clean the bot problem. So uh, it kind of all fits and I'm looking forward. Hopefully we see something soon on that front. Although he is shorthanded over there on tw at Twitter. Um, we'll see how it all unfolds. They're still operating and seems fine and he doesn't seem too worried. So it's really interesting. Um, of course, so he reinstated Trump's account because well, in the beginning of the poll, it really took off in Trump's favor. And then overnight, kind of like the elections go with the fraudulent votes, um, the the people who don't want Trump back on Twitter really flooded in, and it ended up being quite close. I think it was 48-52, 48% not in favor, 52% in favor. Elon said it's you know the voice of pe the people, and he reinstated Trump's account. Um, and... I don't think Trump has any intention on actually going back to Twitter. I thought I had heard something that he may post just whatever he posts on truth gets routed to Twitter, but that's not happening. So I don't know. Maybe he's just saying, I don't need Twitter. I have, I'm fine without it. And I think that's very Trumpy, very Trump like to just be like, I don't need you. I'm on my own and I'm going to kill it. Um, metaphorically, with true social and everything else. I think he has enough people listening to him to where things can get out and spread around when he talks, everybody shares it anyway. Uh, so it's interesting to see what Donald Trump will do, but he is back on Twitter or he can go back on Twitter. His accounts reinstated. Everybody's going over there and following him. And interesting too, I was watching his followers. A lot of people were, um, Twitter was at its limits. So maybe it has to do with that, but I had to follow him several times for it to stick because it was so active. And the day he was reinstated, he had over 100 million followers within a matter of hours. And the next day, it was back below 100 million. So it's just sketchy stuff on Twitter. I don't know what that's about, um, but it's interesting. So I don't know. Pretty fascinating. Um, all right, let's check this out. So, of course, people are... <laughs> upset and crying over Twitter coming over Trump coming back to Twitter. Here's this good guy, Nihad Awad. He is the National Executive Director, Council on American Islam Relations, the largest Muslim civil rights and advocacy organization in the US. Um he has thirty five thousand followers on Twitter. I'm sure he's a great guy. Uh he has George Floyd in his banner on Twitter that says can't breathe. Wow. Um, he went out and tweeted on November 19th, Elon Musk, by reinstating Trump's Twitter account, you are aiding and abetting a machine of misinformation, bigotry, and racial injustice in America and globally. And he says, now Elon Musk can hire some of you guys to normalize hate on Twitter and to replace the people who built it. He sees you. Oh my gosh. This is absurd. Why is he saying this stuff? Because anybody who's awake knows that that's complete bullshit. Well, let's just hear what Trump has to say. And this isn't in response to this, but this is what Trump said in the past. Maybe this is why he's scared. To embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject the perennial prophets of doom and their predictions. Of to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject the perennial prophets of doom and their predictions of the apocalypse. They are the heirs of yesterday's foolish fortune tellers, and I have them, and you have them, and we all have them. And they want to see us do badly, but we don't let that happen. They predicted an overpopulation crisis in the 1960s, mass starvation in the 70s, and an end of oil in the 1990s. 
These alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. We will never let radical socialists destroy our economy, wreck our country, or eradicate our liberty. America will always be the proud, strong, and unyielding bastion of freedom. In America, we understand what the pessimists refuse to see that a growing and vibrant market economy focused on the future lifts the human spirit and excites creativity strong enough to overcome any yeah and actually donald trump jr tweeted this out yesterday he said trump was on this before anyone and he called them out to their faces on their own in on their home turf that's the World Economic Forum. Jumping on this now and pretending it's a novel thought is pretty laughable. This is in response. Alex Brusewitz actually to embrace this out. the possibilities and said, "Never forget when Trump went into the WEF, aka the Globalist Lions Den, and called them straight out, straight to their faces. To he said, quote, to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject the perennial prophets of doom. And of course, the media hated it." Uh, I think this is kind of why we see people like Nihad here lying their asses off. I think they uh, they fear the truth. And they fear freedom. They fear the people. Because they're probably crooks. Let's face it. Maybe. I mean, I hope not. And I, I'm just speculating here. I don't know. But, you know, there's a little bit of evidence out there. Not a good look. I'll tell you that. And I think people are awake. Let's actually, I want to look at the comments on that. Let's see. Um, yeah, the first comment here is pro Trump. You just described yourself. Cry harder, Karen. His ratio is so big. Meme. Um, <laughs> crying throughout the years. Trump is going to jail. Timeline. Pretty. Cr you are here in 2022, still crying. Um, yeah, it's all pro Trump stuff. Trump laughing on a throne with a flag. Wow. Boo F and who I said, Oh, come on. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of, and this is great jumping rope with tears. I'm not seeing any, anything, anybody supporting what this guy is saying. It's all pro Trump. It's really interesting when, um, people are not censored on Twitter, how much, uh, things are impacted. So this is fascinating stuff. And really, you can't hide the truth when everybody's talking about it, even in the woke Hollywood world where, by the way, over the weekend, Jim Bob and I discussed some of the wacky, weird, creepy, corrupt Hollywood conspiracies on Saturday on Makes You Think. So if you want to go back and check that out and you're interested in that kind of thing, check it out and leave your comments over there on Rumble and whatnot. But uh, even Hollywood can't help but wake up to this and they're not fully awake you know but i guess maybe we see some progress on that front because dave Chappelle <laughs> was on saturday night live and um talked about donald trump and there's some truth to what he said and it's pretty amazing that uh he went out there and said this so let's listen to what dave Chappelle had to say Chappelle show, Chappelle show. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it because I hear it every day. He's very loved. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. Well, I'm not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged, he said. <laughs> And across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now, wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. 
And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, what would be your evidence? You remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. <laughs> and then he pulled out an Illuminati membership card and chopped a line of cocaine up and did it right into the podium. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. <laughs> and then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends... A star was born. No one had ever seen anything like that. No one had ever seen somebody come from inside of that house, outside, and tell all the commoners, we are doing everything that you think we are doing inside of that house. They just went right back in the house and started playing the game again. The Democrats were sore losers. I'm a Democrat, and I'm telling you, as soon as he won, they started started saying all that he's colluding with Russia, he's colluding with Russia. It was very embarrassing as a Democrat, but as time went on, isn't that something? Still semi woke, but uh, I think this is a big step to unveiling the truth, unveiling the truth to the world because a lot of uh, people watch this show. I didn't watch it live. I actually just saw the clip because I don't partake in all this Hollywood nonsense and all these shows and subscriptions and this and that. I just, it's too much. Actually, over the weekend I went and saw um, that movie. uh, What's that movie that came out? Black Panther. Just, you know, I was bored. I wanted to burn some time, go to the theater. They got new chairs over in our our theater. So I was like, all right, let me check it out. I'll just watch this movie. I heard it was good. I can't watch movies anymore. It's like you watch it with this lens of of conspiracy and truth. And you see all the things like um, this isn't really a spoiler, I guess. Well, okay. Spoiler alert if you really care about spoilers. But this is like something really tiny. It doesn't really affect the movie at all. Just little things I notice when watching major films and stuff such as this. Um, a big event in the movie happened. Uh, spoiler alert if you... It's not really a big spoiler, but spoiler alert if you're concerned, just fast forward a minute um, or just mute for a second because it's live also. Um, a big event in the movie happened. I won't say what it was. And it it, it kind of cuts to um, a, news, uh, a news show, and it happened to be CNN of, with one of their famous anchors. And it's CNN reporting on this event that happened in the movie. And I'm just thinking, you know, oh, great, here we go. Fake news on this movie. And they're using this to to legitimatize? I don't know. They're using it to give credibility to CNN. Like, oh, look, CNN reports on real news because that was real news in the movie. And I think that they do little things like this. And I notice it and it gets under my skin. By the way, I think the movie was okay, except it's very, I think... um, very racially driven and there's a couple things that turned me off but overall it was an okay story so i will say that anyway uh this is big for people this is big for people who watch tv and stuff because uh it wakes them up a little bit and i say wow dave Chappelle said that or actually it could have the effect too if it doesn't wake them up or make them think a little bit or start to wake up they just go full-blown dave Chappelle's a commie dave Chappelle's a nazi oh my god you know we'll probably see that but i think it's a good start i love dave Chappelle too and i i do listen to a lot of comedians because i love to laugh and most of them are liberal because they're in New York, they're in LA, they're going only to traveling to these big cities that have venues for them to um, perform at. And so a lot of times they are very left-leaning, but there are some who are not. And it's interesting to listen to them and um, notice these things. Uh, There's some good ones out there, but also a lot of the ones that I used to love, I just, 
I can't listen as much because it's you get this woke garbage mixed in and just insanity. So it's interesting. Very interesting. Real quick, uh, thank you, thank you, Summer, for donating an ice cream, and thank you, Zman76. You're celebrating a one month subscription streak over on D Live. That is awesome. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get into some other news. I know you guys all knew that Trump's back on Twitter, but we have to address it just in case anybody was busy over the weekend or turned their phone off, which I recommend doing from time to time. This stuff could really dig at you. So take a minute, enjoy life, turn off the phones, leave it home, go explore, go enjoy the moment. But let's talk about finance. Uh, this week, we have a lot of key key events a shortened week in the stock market. Um, we have a lot of Fed speakers this week. The FOMC minutes are going to come out. Durable goods data is coming out. So we're going to see a lot of data coming out just before the holidays. And this will throw us right into December. So we'll see what that does to the markets. And we're um, anticipating that. I'll just leave it at that. And um, I think it's going to be... A bad winter for the stocks and for the dollar and things. And people say this. They're like, you don't need to look at gold prices. You don't need to look at silver prices. You don't need to look at this data. You need to look at the value of the dollar. Because that really is the catalyst in all of this stuff. And uh, I agree. But it's it's challenging, isn't it? Finance. Which is why we have people like Dr. Kirk Elliott at getgoldtoday.com. Um who works with the Red Pill Project. If you guys are interested in getting gold or transferring a, um, IRA or another account, uh, 401k to gold and silver partially or fully or whatever, figuring out something to do, you could get a free consultation from Kirk Elliott's team at getgoldtoday.com. Um, if you purchase gold, have it delivered or have it vaulted or do any transfers there, you are supporting the Red Pill Project, helping prepare yourself as well. Uh, they have a great team. Go ahead and talk to them. Figure out what you want to do. Getgoldtoday.com. But yeah, that's why we have people like Dr. Kirk Elliott oftentimes have conversations with Joshua Reed on the Dark Delight show. Uh, now, more often than uh, the Daily Dose and help explain all this stuff. And Josh is actually a pretty darn good uh, analyst of this stuff as well. And he's deep into the crypto stuff. So he has a crypto mastermind as well over on the social red pill. If you're interested in that, you could contact him over there or me and we could get you rolling there. All right. Well, uh, Zero Hedge put out an article. Inflation or recession. Let's take a look at this real quick. By Tyler Durden. While many market participants are concerned about rate increases, they appear to be ignoring the largest risk, the potential for a massive liquidity drain in 2023. Even though December is almost here, central banks' balance sheets have hardly, if at all, decreased. Rather than real sales, a weaker currency, and the price of the accumulated bond account for the majority of the fall in the balance sheets account for the majority of the fall in the balance sheets of the major central banks in the context of government deficits that are hardly declining and in some cases increasing, investors must take into account the danger of a significant reduction in the balance sheets of central banks. Both the quantitative tightening of central banks and the refinancing of government deficits, albeit at higher costs, will drain liquidity from the markets. This inevitably causes the global liquidity spectrum to contract far more than the headline amount. Liquidity drains have a dividing effect in the same way that liquidity injections have an obvious multiplier effect in the transmission mechanism of monetary policy. This is a great article. They do really great uh, analysis analyses over here on Zero Hedge. Um, I'm just going to read a couple of the key points. Keep in mind that the central banks of developed economies need to tighten monetary policy by $5 trillion, which is added to over $2.5 trillion in public deficit financing in the same countries. Capital can only be made or destroyed. It never remains constant. And if central banks are to effectively fight inflation, capital destruction is unavoidable. Central banks are also aware of the worst case scenario, which is elevated inflation and a recession that could have a prolonged impact on citizens with rising discontent and generalized impoverishment. Central banks cannot accept sustained inflation because it means they would have to failed in their mandate. 
what do I think when I read this article? I think they're going to have to do something and it's inevitable that things are going to get worse before they get better. That's what I think. It's just a natural progression of what's going to happen. This roller coaster. All right. Um, and this new this storyline continues throughout the weeks, and I absolutely love it. CNN's new boss announces unsettling layoffs coming in December. Because CNN, they let's just read a little bit about it. Nobody watches the fake news. That's why. What a shame. Which is actually, this isn't great news because people need jobs, but it's good news because they're not doing good work there. They're spreading fake news and propaganda. In June of this year, the new CNN boss, Chris Licht, claimed that no layoffs for the company were pending, specifically noting, quote, as it relates to CNN, there are no layoffs per se. A layoff is a downsizing where you are given a target, and that is not happening at CNN. Of course they lie about this too, right? They just lie about everything. This was after the embarrassing cancellation of the CNN Plus streaming service following a massive shortfall in expected audience members and right before the company dropped Brian Stelter, Stelter from the roster along with his failed show. It seemed that Licht had, has changed his mind or had his mind changed for him as he announced layoffs are on their way are on the way starting as soon as December in a town hall meeting for employees. The meetings followed a memo Licht released to employees at the end of October, in which he outlined the seriousness of the situation, quote, there's a widespread concern over the global economic outlook, and we must factor that risk into our long-term planning. That, by definition, is unsettling. These changes will not be easy because they will affect people, budgets, and projects. All right. He also mentioned during the meeting that a new organizational organizational structure will be launched for CNN's news gathering operation as CNN management works on uh, combining the digital and TV section into a single unit. Wow. Well, good luck, CNN. We'll see how far you make it, but things aren't looking too good. They're making moves. They're trying to stay afloat. All right, let's get into some U.S. news, get out of this uh, finance stuff. Um, Trump. <laughs> yeah, just people going after Trump. So somebody said that Trump... I think there's a video here, actually. Let's look. Same old story. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there were people in New York City that were uh, protesting Trump outside of Trump Tower. And they were asked about what they're protesting. And this is the answer we always get. And I absolutely love it. Let's watch. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I, I'm just, I, I, <clears throat> I'm done talking. Is this unprecedented? Yeah. What criminal acts? What provable criminal acts? Uh, and he couldn't come up with one. Um, if I asked any one of you, what are the provable criminal acts of the Biden crime family? Boy, we have a scroll that just keeps on scrolling and rolling down the street, don't we? But they want to arrest Trump. Arrest Trump. He's a criminal. Why haven't you arrested Trump yet? Uh, you know, they don't have the they don't have the evidence. That's why Trump is clean as a whistle. And for them to arrest him without any evidence, that would be not good. Not a good look. So that's why I think why we haven't seen that yet. Um. Yeah, and Obama, this video of Obama's going around, it was published uh, by, I believe, a some reporter on Twitter. Let's look at the story, and it's a damn good video. Um, Obama's claim of Dem election tampering gets news site suspended. And there is a video here. Somebody posted this. They ended up getting suspended for it. But what did Obama say? Where is the video, huh? Is this it? Here it is. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. Um, but but look, I come from Chicago, so so I want to be honest. 
it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. Just casually admitting to fraud on both sides. Good job, Obama. Barry Sertoro. Smooth move, and you're probably not very happy that that's trending. Whoops. Usually he's pretty careful with what he says, and he's a really master manipulative speaker proficient in NLP and all this kind of stuff. And I have a theory about this whole Obama campaign even. And I think it's a psychological program to get him elected. I think that a lot of people that voted for him were psychologically manipulated and through advanced propaganda. Remember um, Shepard Ferry and the Obey, Obey clothing line and all this? Well, that corresponded directly with Obama getting elected. And the way that this obey thing became so famous, which is Obi the Giant's kind of silhouette or face outline on a shirt and it says obey or a poster or anything, is this uh, street artist was posting or uh, graffitiing these stencils that said obey, obey, obey all over major cities across the world. He later became the artist to create the hope poster for Obama and more so i think that was just a psychological cue of something that people were used to seeing and that they liked everybody still wears obey everybody all these skaters wore obey i saw an old man at the store the other day wearing an obey hat and i'm just like i think that it was part of a psychological operation to get real votes for obama but it's looking like they probably cheated that election too back then i mean just listen to obama he said it himself they're in charge of the machines. It's not just the Republicans who cheat. Whoever's in control likes to tip it in their favor. And um, I think that whether it's the Republicans cheating or the Democrats cheating, like we see today, uh, while we do see corruption on both sides, it needs to be investigated on both sides. And it needs to stop because uh, the people are in charge and we want control of our government, which is the way it should be, the way it's designed to be. So it all needs to stop across the board. It's not just a left or right thing at this point. Um, especially as you have rhinos <laughs> um, and whatnot, right? It's so corrupt across the board. So we have a, quite the mess to clean up. Um, Assistant Attorney General refuses to certify election results, Arizona election results, until questions are answered. This is good. This is good news. This is what Pence should have done, but he is a communist coward, maybe, and didn't. Assistant Attorney General refuses to certify election results until questions are answered. The Arizona Assistant Attorney General Jennifer Wright has said she will not certify the election between Republican Carrie Lake and Democrat Carrie Hob Katie Hobbs until she gets answers to the questions she said surrounding the voting in Maricopa County. Quote, these complaints go beyond pure speculation, but include first-hand witness accounts that raise concerns regarding Maricopa's lawful compliance with Arizona election law, the assistant attorney general said in a letter to a top elections official, the Daily Mail reported. Quote, Arizonans deserve a full report and accounting of the myriad the myriad, myriad of problem, myriad problems that occurred in relation to Maricopa County's administration of the 2022 general election, she said in the letter to Thomas Liddy, civil division chief at the Maricopa County's attorney's office. So, we're waiting, we're waiting, and uh, Chairman Bill Gates came out and had a statement, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll answer all your questions right here. Listen up, and." I, I, this is such an interesting video. Maricopa County, Bill Gates, speaks about whether election day printer problems impacted certain areas more than others because we heard during the election that everything was fine until election day when all of a sudden certain areas didn't have working equipment for voting. And, well, he came out to address it because, you know, he's just listening to the people, letting them, you know, putting all the information out there, putting us at ease. And let's listen to what he said. Hi, I'm Bill Gates, Chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. 
One of the questions that we've been getting since the general election on November 8th is, did the printer problems on election day impact Republican-leaning areas more than Democratic-leaning areas? Well, as your supervisor, I want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to cast their vote. And we've reviewed this issue, and we found that the 70 vote centers that were impacted by the printer issues were spread all across Maricopa County, and they did not impact one part of the valley more than the other. Thank you for your question on this issue, and look forward to more updates this weekend. <laughs> Does anybody believe this guy? And I tweeted out, I'm like, where are the body language experts? Because look at his body language. Look at his, his face. He's like this. He's scowling. He looks mad. And then he relaxes like he's acting. You see these changes. I don't know. I'm not a body language expert. But if there's any out there, get them this video and have them do an analysis. There's some great ones over there on YouTube and TikTok and all over that are body language experts who look at these corrupt people talk and just absolutely tear him apart and it's wonderful what a fugazi thing he's like we looked into it ourselves we did an internal investigation and we found nothing wrong no worries and we'll answer all your questions coming up dude get out of here um yeah we know there's fraud why are you lying to our faces man we're getting to the bottom of it this is pretty wild um let's see what else have we got here yeah, and just coincidentally, of course, this whole FTX scandal, which, by the way, if you guys missed it, Joshua Reed um, posted a, let's see here, let's go look. It was the ultimate breakdown, FTX and SBF, with Joshua Reed, Dr. Kirk Elliott, and Seth Holhouse over there on the Flyover Conservative podcast. They did a whole breakdown. It's published over on Rumble at the Red Pill Project, if you guys want to see this. This thing's huge. It keeps unfurling. And what have we got here? Chuck Colesto says, breaking report, Senator Howley. Howley demands correspondence between federal officials and the Democratic Party after FTX collapse. Questions why company's scheme was revealed after the midterm elections, according to Just the News. So, of course, right after the elections, this whole money laundering scheme comes bubbling up and it was uh, it it interfered with the election it was illegal monies going around to democrats and republicans republicans rhinos republicans um who allegedly got funds from this as well interestingly enough um so what else? Yeah, the Elections Integrity Unit of Arizona Attorney General's Office has officially demanded a response from Maricopa County pertaining to issues relating to the administration of the 22 general election in Maricopa County. We're going to keep seeing this unfold. Um, and in Arizona, we have good news, more good news. Arizona Republican defeats Democrats' radical pro-LGBT school superintendent taken back the schools this was according to LifeSite news the election of tom horn as arizona public school superintendent represents a defeat for radical sex education in the state former republican attorney general and state representative tom horn has defeated democrat kathy hoffman to become arizona's next superintendent of public instruction pretend uh pretending a reversal of hoffman's controversial pro lgbt sex education policies grooming policies so hopefully we can see a turnaround in the education there which is where we really need to take this battle is uh save the children keep their minds pure with good information and good education not this grooming nonsense or um uh antifa teachers and radical teachers on the left which is what we're seeing infiltrated within our school systems across the country and just radical policies like where a uh a, apparently according to some studies cancerous causing masks cancer cancer masks and and restrict your breathing and make sure you get these experimental medications in order to be here and all this nonsense. It needs to stop. And this is a good start in that direction. And in Arizona, at least, but in communist states like Washington, where I am, we're far from it. And I think Arizona's the frontier. Arizona's the front line of this where we're going to see everything unfold and they must be successful. 
So we're going to be watching everything happening there very closely. Joe Biden. Uh, yeah, man. Joe Biden calls for an assault weapons ban following a deadly gay nightclub mass shooting. This story was absolutely uh, outrageous. And there's so much. Whenever stuff like this happens, I try to stay away from it. I'll be honest with you. Because so there's shootings all the time shooting after shooting after shooting but then one of the shootings happens to be at a gay nightclub and now it's an issue and now it's going to go viral whereas before it's like oh shooting oh shooting oh shooting and this one goes viral and becomes very politicized and people get very emotional and angry and uh, I just have to step back and kind of watch as that happens and then go in later but because of this mass shooting over in Colorado Springs Colorado at a nightclub called Q um, and there's a lot of, a lot of misinformation going around when this occurred and I haven't dug any deeper than I did when it was occurring and the day after. Um, but there's multiple pictures of the alleged, um, psycho shooter going around, um, a lot of misinformation clearly to me. And, um, so I have a hard time reporting on it, but, uh, what we know is that there was a shooting. Multiple, a few people did pass away. Many others were injured. And Joe Biden came out and said, we need an assault weapons ban. Of course, they're going to go after the guns, but they're not going to be successful. You cannot infringe on the Second Amendment. I think that's a red line for a lot of Americans. You just don't do it. We know what happens when the guns get taken away. And it is full-blown tyranny and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, not good. So, yep. That's happening. All right, what else have we got? On the world news front, uh, Russia's, well, we have, hold on, I'm sorry, I have a little bit of background noise. Just one second. All right, so let's look at the Brussels playbook. This article, pretty damn good. There's one key thing I want to look at. And that is this article by Politico says, Brussels playbook, Hungary on the menu, EPP goes to Greece, Russia's frozen assets scoop. Uh, assets. Frozen assets. The EU has frozen a total of 68 billion in Russian assets, most of which are in Belgium, according to an inter internal commission document seen by Politico. The wider ranging paper covering all the parts of the commission's interactions with Ukraine was obtained by the playbook's own Jacob Hanke Vella. Follow the money. Belgium accounts for 50 billion in of the 68 billion figure. Blah, blah, blah. So basically, they. I think this is a move, the World War III move of impacting Russia's pocketbook by freezing assets. I assume they're going to say, well, you need to pay your reparations for your war crimes. And there are no bio labs in Ukraine. And please send us more money. Uh, yeah, it's a scam. So we see this happening. Um, and the Pentagon, remember when we left Afghanistan, probably the worst thing in US history that's ever occurred according to some. The Pentagon has no idea how much military equipment it actually left behind in Afghanistan, reported by Zero Hedge. It's absolutely terrible, man. Risk of nuclear accident looms over Ukraine plant. Not good. Let's look at this story. Insider paper reported that fresh explosions over the weekend at Ukraine's Russian-controlled Zaporizhzhia a nuclear plant have once again heightened fears of an accident of, at Europe's biggest atomic plant. Here is a look at the state of the plant in southern Ukraine and the risk associated with renewed shelling and the pressure placed on personnel. Moscow took control of the site on March 4th, shortly after the beginning of its invasion. Since early August, the situation at the plant has deteriorated with Moscow and Kiev blaming each other for shelling around the facility. This weekend, the International Atomic Energy Agency reported a, around a dozen strikes. Quote, whoever it is, stop this madness, IAEA head Rafael Grassi said. 
Grassi, who has warned of the possibility of nuclear catastrophe, has been in talks with Moscow and Kiev to set up a security zone around the plant. The Vienna-based UN nuclear watchdog has several experts on site. Describing the strikes as deliberate, targeted, he said the latest shelling came, quote, dangerously close to key nuclear safety and security systems at the plant. We are, take, we are talking meters, not kilometers. Uh, so this is this is disturbing. They're pushing, pushing, pushing closer, closer, closer to a nuclear problem. And that could lead, that leads to escalation and very likely, or at least closer and closer. It leads us closer to escalation. Um, dramatic week ahead as Trudeau ministers testify at emergencies act inquiry. Very interesting. So we'll see some things happen in here with uh, Tyrant Trudeau. This is CP24 News. The final sprint is on at the Public Order Emergency Commissions, which has already heard from more than 60 witnesses over five weeks on the government's response to late last winter's Freedom Convoy protests. They're going to be speaking. We'll see things coming out. This was published on November 20th. And Elon Musk, this is actually good news. Elon Musk came to Twitter. He said that um, he's begun addressing the issue of posting child sexual exploitation content on Twitter after years of the platform's inactivity on the subject under past management. And he actually said it's one of his number one priorities, which is great. Here he is, priority number one. Elon Musk has began has begun addressing the issue of posting sex, uh, child sexual exploitation content on Twitter. Fantastic news there. The cabal probably hates that one. How are we going to worship ball on Twitter now? Good. Clean it up. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Getting into a little bit of health news. Uh, today we have the... An exclusive look at the uh, the movie being released today on Twitter, and it's died suddenly. It's died suddenly. I think we all know what this pertains to. It pertains to all the headlines we've seen since people have been forced vaccinated and coercively vaccinated and tricked. Um, all the headlines that read, so-and-so died suddenly, child died suddenly, healthy teenager died suddenly, healthy um, athlete died suddenly. All the videos going around, uh, comedians collapsing on stages, uh, people falling in public out of nowhere, people apparently having seizures and turning in a circle or hallucinating and just blood clots in healthy people and myocarditis, pericarditis, all these diseases that are coming up since the vaccine the people who die immediately after being vaccinated from shock um, people who die two days later from heart attacks so yeah we see this and we have a sneak peek let's watch i wanted people to understand that we're in a fifth generation warfare fifth generation is for the heart and the mind the United States government has been engaged in psychological operations on its own citizens for over 60 years. MK Ultra and Operation Mockingbird are just two of the declassified programs designed to manipulate the minds of Americans and the world. The majority of these operations occur in plain sight, with the purpose of gaslighting and undermining those who seek the truth and pose a threat to the agenda of the global elite. Just kidding, you conspiracy theorists. The government would never lie to you. Read my lips. Gosh, this makes me sick and it gives me goosebumps because the truth needs to come out. But holy mackerel, hashtag died suddenly is going absolutely nuts on Twitter right now. And I think that this is going to 
really piss off the establishment because the truth is coming out and this documentary is going to be huge it's going to be hard to watch even that trailer man is just so saddening um meanwhile we've got the who who was one of the drivers behind this whole pandemic scandemic thing and the lies and tedros and all this and, and fauci man and here they are insider papers reporting on the world health organization identifying potential pandemic pathogens here we go the world health organization said on monday it was thrashing out a new list of priority pathogens that risk sparking pandemics or outbreaks and need to be kept under close observation they're never going to stop they just need to stop 100% i honestly believe that we could better the world would be better off without the who the who and that's my opinion stop their funding they're corrupt we've seen it and they need to be investigated stopped and uh, let's see what else we got here sorry i have a little bit of background noise Ugh. i apologize we have construction going on um and my door is open um let me shut that sorry about that you guys uh, it will be better conditions for my studio here very soon but we are under construction and it's that time but let's see so yeah that's terrible um the fda came out and says that when they told people not to take ivermectin for covid19 that was just a recommendation so forgive them if you know um they might have caused a lot of people to pass away by that recommendation, but it was just a recommendation. They didn't think you'd actually listen or people would listen and, and die and lose their lives and people will lose their parents and brothers and sisters and family members and grandparents. They were just um, recommending something, you know, so it's fine. It's disgusting. The Epic Times reported this. Um, <laughs> they're trying to cover their tracks because it comes out that, of course, ivermectin does work to block um, people from getting sick science and oh boy did they really not like that when that was going around and everybody was getting sick why why would they encourage people not to take something that would help them not get sick during a pandemic hmm genocidal maniacs is that's what i go that's what i think but i don't know i'm just a normal average joe and probably who knows maybe wrong maybe right but if I had to bet, I would guess I'm right. Um, Dr. Peter McCullough said that our government agencies are involved in a biological safety cover-up of death after COVID vaccination. And boy, I think he's right. And is there any... Let's just listen to what he says. Actually, we're not going to listen to this. Maybe we'll watch it tonight because it's a little long and I'm running out of time. But he said that... Government agencies are involved in a biological safety cover-up of death after COVID vaccination. Dr. Peter McCullough. I wonder, why would he say that? You would think, you know, that's a crazy thing to say. It's not crazy. That's a, that's a bold thing to say. I mean, there must be some reason he's saying it. Do you think there's data that supports this theory? Well, I'm happy to report that Jessica R., uh, Jessica R. Substack. She put out this uh, Substack that says the foreign data set. She reported on some data regarding this, and she says the foreign data set was gutted this week in VARES, and the cancer signal was halved. The myocarditis dose three response signal was lost, and 994 spontaneous abortions slash stillbirths were dropped from their data. That's for starters. And she did this whole substack looking at the data of the VARES database and breaks down how it's changed. The dose three response signal is gone due to the purging of foreign data, foreign data sets in VARES where, so the data's changing. They're cleaning it up. They're hiding it. Uh, the second thing I noticed was that 944 spont spontaneous abortions are missing. 
So the data is just slowly being tweaked. Less, less things to look at. The third thing I noticed was that the cancer reports, although they maintain a similar age distribution as previous weeks, as shown in figure four, there's a 46% decrease in reports. Why, from November 11th, 22 to November 18th, 2022, the data is skewed so much? I think this is suspicious. And it, at the very least, this demands further investigation. We already know the VAERS has been spotty and sketchy and corrupt, but it continues. It continues. Make sure we're taking care of our health, everybody. Take your vitamins. Be healthy. Exercise. Um, listen to smart doctors. Um, be careful. And have no fear, because fear is... This is like, I, and I love this theory of the luge, right? They, 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 they feed off the fear. And uh, so we can't be fearful. We got to just be, be brave and forge forward with everything that we do. And I truly believe that because you, you have to, we're going to win this. And if we have that attitude and we plunge forward into it, they're doomed because they're already struggling and as soon as they get one ounce of negativity, they're going to start just scattering like rats and throwing each other under the bus, which we're, I believe, going to start seeing, I hope. And this next two years, I don't think it's going to get easier. I think it's going to get, going to get harder. And I think people are going to get poorer. And I think some people are actually going to get richer. But uh, we need to be smart. We need to be vigilant. We need to keep spreading the truth and talking to our friends and family and each other because we are all learning every day, even myself. So whatever I'm talking about or anything, if you guys want to share things with me, you have comments on it. I'm, I'm off the mark, whatever, or I'm spot on. Let me know in the comments because I want to have the conversations. Don't be like some people and tell me to shut up. I'm never going to shut up. And I'm sticking to that to the day I die. I'm never going to shut up. So let's have a conversation about these things. I want to have a show with Andrea here, maybe this week, maybe next week. I want to do some research first, but I want to dive deep into this whole free speech debate because there's Elon Musk. He says, I'm a free speech. I'm a free speech absolutist, but then he's, um, not letting Elon or he's not letting Alex Jones back on back on Twitter. So it's like, I want to talk about free speech. I want us to talk about free speech. Absolutism. I want to talk about free speech on Twitter. I want to talk about free speech according to you guys as well. So maybe we'll do some polls on the social red pill or something because this conversation is so complex and people are having it a lot on Twitter right now. Somebody's yelling lying. Isn't free speech. And I commented or I retweeted it and I said, well, politicians do it all the time. It's not free speech. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is an interesting conversation to have. Um, what is free speech? What is free speech historically? What should free speech be? And all these questions that come to mind. And, you know, the, the classic yelling, yelling fire in a crowded theater or um, quote unquote hate speech or whatever. It's a very complex thing I'd love to dive into. So I'm thinking we may do a show on that. Maybe morning coffee. Uh, would be perfect for it. So I'm going to be figuring that out. I hope you guys are looking forward to that. It'll be a good time. So leave comments what you think on free speech below too, and I'll read them and, and would love that. You could go to rumble.com to do that. Um, or if you're listening to the audio, comment there, and that works too. Thank you all for joining me. This has been a wonderful day. There's a lot more news happening. We only have an hour in the mornings to go through it, but I'm telling you, I probably have another hour just sitting in front of me of important things to cover. Tonight we'll be live again at 5.30 p.m. Pacific with the Daily Dose. Josh may not make it tonight, but he may. So stay tuned on that. We will have a show either way for you because we have a lot of news to go through. And it's Monday and we're getting into the week. Um, and we'll let you know more on what's going on. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for your continuous support. Uh, we got a donation from US, uh, USMC Sergeant with a diamond. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And all everybody else, we appreciate you greatly. Um, if you want to prepare, go to the description, My Patriot Supply. You can use the link www.social. Oh, shoot, what is it? Redpills.tv slash patriot to prepare. 
redpills.tv slash go is our give send go campaign if you want to do a one-time donation to the red pill project decentralized news and media that's greatly appreciated redpills.tv slash go check it out we greatly appreciate you guys we'll be live again later take care god bless godspeed